Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And one of my favorite things ever is when the senior most class acts up. And what I mean by that is, you know, you know, grumpy old men. Um, that That's like the most classic example of old people just acting old and um <laughs> you know and I also love interviews that are no holds barred even if I hate the the celebrity who's giving it I will read every single word of that interview as long as there's trash talk involved um I'm thinking the the most famous example recently um was J-Lo trashing actresses as um, Selena was about to come out and she just unloaded like all these different things on the A-list celebrities at the, or A-list actresses at the time. Angelica Huston decided to go that route. And first of all, I just have to say every time I say the name Angelica I get um, satisfied from Hamilton stuck in my head, so there's that. (laughs) Um, Seriously, though, I don't know how that happens, but it happens each and every time. Um, So, Angelica Huston did an interview with the New Yorker magazine and she trashed people. Um, she said, she told New York Magazine that she's only interested in making movies that aren't apologetically humble or humiliating like a band of cheerleaders get back together for one last hurrah, which is it, for those of you who don't know, that's the actual premise behind um, Diane Keaton and Rhea Perlman's new movie, Palms. And she also wondered why Robert De Niro keeps making bad movie after bad movie. <laughs> and thinks that he should have saved his money. Um, I mean, again, she just unloaded And the thing about Angelica, though, is... And I think this is really important to keep note of. She doesn't give a fuck. Um, The woman has zero fucks to give at this point in her life and in her career. And she... And she said... um, I'm going to find the uh, the non-apology because it was just so classic. I I really truly did love it. Um she told Andy Andy Cohen's um serious show, "I hope I didn't hurt anyone's feelings, and if I did, I hope they come back at me. I can't say that I felt I was saying anything wildly out of place because most of the most of the things are in my books anyway." And honestly, that That is what I love about her. Not only does she have no fucks to give, but she's not apologizing for it either. You know, you with her, you get what you 
you get what you see and you see what you get. And, you know, some of these celebrities try to play nice and, uh, I didn't mean it like that. No. No, with her, it's, mm, you're a bitch. I don't care. <laughs> and, you know, and that's the great thing about her. Um, in, in an ironic twist to this whole thing, Rhea Perlman was actually supposed to appear with her on Watch What Happens Live. And uh, the studio behind Palms was like, no, no, you're not doing that show with her. And Rhea said, great, I really wouldn't want to do that anyway. And so Rhea ended up filming the show with Whoopi Goldberg. And I'm just really curious as to how long these feuds can last. You know, I really, really hope that they go on for a while and then they end with, like, some epic movie where all of them come together and just have a ball. But, of course, it can't be coy or humiliating. Angelica would not want that. But she would want me to go and come right back, so that's what I'm going to do. And I'm back. So one of the most shocking things, and I, I, wasn't, I didn't have drunk gossip at the time, and, I, um, and generation gossip had fallen by the wayside by that point. Um, but one of the most shocking stories of 2017 was Matt Lauer being fired from today. Because at that point, he had already established himself as the head of, um, as the head of the Today Show. Sure, there were executive producers, and, you know, he had bosses that upped the ladder at NBC News, but everyone knew that the Today Show was his baby. He could do nothing wrong, and he could invite women into his office and had a secret button underneath his desk to close the door and lock it so he could have his way with the woman, whether she wanted it or not. Um, so when he was fired, you know, Savannah Gunthrie and Hoda Katob delivered the news and they all, they even seemed shell-shocked by the news. Uh, and almost instantly rumors started flying that Matt Lauer would stage a comeback. Anti-lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights has, has for one, been on leading the charge saying, oh, it's just a matter of time before he ends up back on air. You know, he's looking to go back um, and kind of recapture the glory days. And a lot of... A lot of people assumed that he would just go back to NBC. You know, maybe they would banish him like they did Brian Williams to MSNBC for a little while. And then slowly... 
bring him back to the NBC fold. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case. What seems to be happening is um, he is he's been friends with um, Jeff Zucker since at least 1991 when um, Jeff took over the Today Show. At the time, it was um, Jeff, Katie, Kirk, and Matt Lauer. And they all became pretty tight-knit. Katie left, of course, leaving uh, Matt Lauer the top dog. And um, eventually, Jeff Zucker left, and he was the executive producer of Katie Couric's failed ABC talk show. That thing bombed so hard. Um, I, I have to say that every time I talk about it, just because I, I just like Katie Kirk so much. I don't know why, actually. Um, anyways. So, and then... And I could really do a whole deep dive about Jeff Zucker and his relationship with Matt Lauer and Katie Couric. Because he and Katie had a falling out when he left Katie Couric's show um, before the season two launch to take over CNN. She was really hurt by that. Um, But Jeff and Matt stayed friends. And NBC just kept pouring millions of dollars into Matt Lauer's bank account. Well, when he was fired, and especially in recent weeks, rumors have flared up that they were looking to, that CNN was looking to lure him into their fold, which finally forced Jeff Zucker to address the molester in the room. Um, that, didn't, that joke did not work like I thought it was going to. Um, so in a staff to his... In a staff to his memo. In a memo to his staff. (laughs) Um, Um, Jeff Zucker said, There's absolutely no truth at all in the reports that Matt is coming to CNN. Now, Jeff Zucker is not exactly known for being Mr. Honest. So it is possible. Excuse me. It is possible that he is looking to um, bring Matt Lauer on, and was just hoping to keep it secret long enough to <coughs> would not be in a pickle without me coughing. Um, he was hoping to keep it secret long enough for a surprise. Um, but on the other hand. Matt Lauer is still a toxic name in the news industry, so it would be really, um, for lack of a better word, dumb to bring him onto any news organization. And since CNN is already under fire by Trump so much, they really have to watch what they do. And you have to watch me go take a break and come right back. And I'm back. And for all you royal baby watchers, the baby has a name. It is Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. That is a mouthful and a half. I'm I'm surprised it didn't take me five minutes 
just to record this. Um, uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry presented the baby to the world. Um, I believe from from Buckingham Palace, but don't quote me on that because I could be. I definitely could be wrong. Um, there doesn't seem to be any any trace of family name in there anywhere. Um, the speculation had been that they wanted to um, honor the late Princess Diana with with the baby's name. Uh, I don't know if that got changed or what happened. Um, but in any case, they certainly made a statement. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what that statement is, but but they made it. Good for them. Um, and again, it sounds like I'm being really sarcastic, and I'm not trying to be. Um, you know, I actually do think it it's good, and that they. I think it's good that they, um, have gone this gone this way and named him and avoided any kind of fighting although allegedly um allegedly Duchess Kate and Prince William called Prince George Archie in private and so some people are thinking that this could have been a little dig um, at the deepening rivalry between between them, and there's one royal in a blind item that um, you'll hear more about on Saturday. Um, there was um, there at least one royal who I am pretty sure is Queen Elizabeth, who was uh, lamenting the name. Because it's not a proper name. Um, whoever this royal is said it's more of a nickname and they should have thought about this more. Yada, yada, yada. So, what does all of this mean? Basically, the Royals are about to get into a big family feud. And I am here for it. And the reason why I'm here for it is because who, who doesn't want to see Queen Elizabeth be the shady little vixen that we all know she is? Um... In happier news, though, some people were having a little bit of fun with the name, including those um, Archdale. (laughs) Wow, my brain is really not working today, y'all. The the people over at Riverdale and Archie Comics had a field day. Um, They tweeted out, proud to be Archie, baby... In a crown. Baby emoji, crown emoji. 
Um, they also, RG Comics Twitter, um, sent out, I'm Baby. And the creator of Riverdale said, best crossover ever, hashtag Riverdale goes royal. Congrats to the Megan and Harry, hashtag Archie. Um, and I'm just, I'm thoroughly amused that Meghan Markle flouted royal tradition once again by naming her baby Archie. Because you, you know, Riverdale ain't got nothing on this royal family. The royal family is going to go crazy over this. And it is going to be epic. Epic. Um, and I'm going to go and come right back. And I'm back. So as has become tradition, um, and I'm not really sure when this happened, uh, but the special segment kind of evolved from a rotating um, spot of like politics and dating and blind items and things like that to me talking about writing. Which, don't get me wrong, I love talking about writing. Um, Will and I can talk for hours about writing. Um, because, you know, it's, it's a passion of both of ours. And I just have to tell you guys, I, when he finally publishes his book, you're going to be blown away. He is so talented. Um, and, and he knows. I tell him all the time. I'm always bugging him for the next chapter of the book. <laughs> I'm sure once he f- he's finished, he will never ask me to beta read for him again. <laughs> and I think we've talked about, you know, the reasons why I want to join the WGA. Um, for those of you who are uninitiated or just don't plain don't know, the WGA is the Writers Guild of America. And um, one of the things I really like about the WGA is... They regulate how much you get paid. They, they put a minimum. Um, and if, if the numbers that I've seen were true, um, it's a minimum of $65,000 um, that a studio can buy a script for. Now, I'm assuming that you don't get that $65,000 all right up front. Although, if you do, cha-ching. <laughs> And, you know, I have friends who are in the WGA, um, Lee Goldberg, for one, um, who is also a really famous media tie-in author. So, you know, that man knows his stuff. But it kind of got me to, you know, I was talking to my friend about it, and I, like, I love writing movies, and I love writing... I love writing plays because... Dialogue is definitely my strength. And in the play, that's what you use. Um, you kind of let the actors decide what they're going to do with the role and whatnot. Like, you give them very cursory instructions. But what makes or breaks a play is the dialogue. And in a movie, it's all about the action. Nobody wants to watch... Um, an actor just lay around and, 
and talk or you know whatever they want to see things happen and they want to they want to be able to see the car being stolen in the car chase or whatever and that's like really the excitement of writing a movie script and in a movie script you can make anything happen Mount Everest could be a volcano that explodes erupts I don't know why I say explodes <laughs> you know um, you could go to a magical fairyland whatever you want to do is all within the realm of possibility and one of the comparisons I, I always make be- and I make this because I'm also an erotica writer. And I, yes, I'm going to be getting back into erotica at some point. But I, you know, I told Will, I'm like, E.L. James wrote the screenplay for um, the 250 Shade sequels. And if she can do it, there's no reason why I can't do it. And as he pointed out, I need to raise the bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, comparing myself to E.L. James is kind of like... Uh, okay, so I was... Re- I just have to tell you guys about this analogy I, I wrote because I'm so proud of it. Um, I was writing... I was working on the Wendy Williams book today. And I was... You, you know that my belief is that daytime audiences want consistency and whatnot... And so, I was talking about how, like, daytime planes didn't really embrace the guest co-hosts, or the guest hosts, um, that producers brought in for the Wendy Williams show. And I said, you know, you know, there's nothing wrong with Nick Cannon or Jerry O'Connell. They're, they're serviceable hosts. They're likable people. But it's like if Chuck Lore wanted to write for The Young and the Restless. And I, I was just so proud of that. Um, I don't think anyone else will appreciate that, but I do. Um, But anyways, back to E.L. James and Will telling me I need to... um, Will Will telling me I need to raise the bar a bit. Um, You know, but the thing is, he's right about this. I'm right about this. If... If she can do it, there's no reason in hell I can't do it. Um, you know, she may have the name recognition in order to force studios to allow her the opportunity, but I have the talent that will carry me through. If I do say so myself. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and end this mess of a segment, and I'll be right back. (laughs) And I'm back. So, our beloved Brittany is going through some shit. Um, You know, and I really, I actually sat in my office chair trying to find a better way to say that, but frankly, it didn't work. Um... So, we've been talking for the last few weeks about how she filed a motion on her own. And how she had some big court hearings coming up. 
um, that could potentially set her free. Well, one that happened recently wasn't going to set her free um, of her conservatorship. But it is believed to be setting her free of a vile, vile human being, Sam Lufty. So a quick history lesson for those not initiated in the Britney saga. Back in 2006, 2007, when Britney was having her meltdown, Sam Lefty was her manager. Um, she had left um, Larry Randolph, and Sam was... Uh, Sam basically took charge of everything. And... He... Allegedly was grinding up pills and putting it in her food. And and a lot of this is what is believed to have led to her epic hair-shaving meltdown. Um, that ended in her going into um, the mental facility and um, eventually the conservatorship. And so when Jamie Spears took over, they immediately removed him, um, fired him, and he tried to sue um, to no avail because there was no written contracts and it was ruled that Brittany was not in any shape to agree to anything um, emotionally or mentally at the time. Um, So she couldn't agree to have him represent her. And and there's a, a chance, I don't quite remember the story, but there's a chance that Papa Spears may have given her, given Sam Lefty some money to go away. Well, he's back and he's been sending threatening messages to Lynn Spears, Brittany's mom, and tweeting out threats and, and whatnot towards the Spears family. And when he was called out on it, when they filed for a restraining order, he tweeted out that this was America, and he had freedom of speech. Which, we all know that freedom of speech does not mean that you can threaten people. So, um, on May 8th, Brittany and her and her legal team went to court asking a judge for a restraining order um, because he's been waging this new campaign of harassment and intimidation. And the the judge automatically just said, "Yep." You know, here you go. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Um, and here's, here's a funny thing, and I don't know if this is true, this is just what an insider says, but it's believed that this whole hashtag free Britney campaign was actually started by Sam Lefty. If you connect the dots, it all leads to Sam being all over this. People have been sending death threats and they suspect it's the same folks behind hashtag free Britney. 
Um, they also say Sam is trying to insinuate himself into Brittany's life again. Her whole family worries he could have a dangerous impact on her mental health. And Lefty, for his part, is very, very disturbed that he's not going to be able to continue to wage this weird war to get back into Brittany's life. He said, we are disappointed in the results. We feel this is overly broad and violates Mr. Lefty's constitutional rights. We look forward to arguing the matter more fully at the hearing for a more permanent restraining order on May 28th. Truthfully, I don't know what he's hoping for, what he wants here. Um, you know, it, on the one hand, I almost want to feel sorry for him. You know, in terms of what has he really done that's so I don't want to say that's so bad. Um, but why, I guess the real question is, why does he want back into Britney's life so much? Why now? And everything right now is pointing towards he thinks that the conservatorship is about to end and he's going to be able to get his mitts on some of Britney's money. And especially now... Um, you know, she's making hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars um, with her lingerie line and with um, with her Las Vegas residency, and and that's not including all of the money that she's making um, from her singles and her, you know, the streaming of her songs and whatnot. So she, you know, she's bringing in a ton of money. And it's not hard to see someone wanting to get their hands on it. And with, with Jamie Spears' health failing, maybe Sam feels like now's the time where he can come in and act like the big, strong man that Brittany needs to carry her to safety. And dear God, I hope that's not the case. But we're going to stay on top of this story. And I just want to thank you all so much for listening as always. And until next time, cheers.